Emily, for the first time in a long time, we're recording an episode the week before it's coming out. I know. Isn't that kind of fun? We are um, cutting this one pretty close. We're cutting it close. Episode 37, we're recording right now. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into what we want to talk about, and I think I've maybe asked you this before, but I just posted a TikTok today of like, yeah. uh, it was our first episode, and it was stitched with our most recent episode. Aww. It's like, we've come a long way, both... In terms of like video, of audio, but also like just the conversation. Like we've talked about this before. Yeah. Like listening to some of the things you said, you'd be like, I don't know if I think that anymore. Uh And so what has been for you over the course of 36 weeks, 37 when this comes out. Yeah. The biggest revelation, the biggest win, shift. Like what do you think back of over the last 36 weeks? Uh, 37 weeks. uh, I was, mm, I think I was just telling this story the other day and it just feels pretty, it's, so it's really funny to me. Sometimes I get messages of people and they've just started the podcast and they'll be like, cool to hear your thoughts. I actually ended up completely deconstructing and I'm not really a Christian anymore, but like, uh, that's just me. And I was like, like, so keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think like that is the, I think the biggest revelation or surprise was one, like where I ended up, or not end up, but where I like have where gone and been where I am. And also like that that was still acceptable in the podcast space. Cause like we've, I've probably said this on an episode, but it's like, I remember I walked in one day and I was like, I'm not Christian enough for this podcast yeah. anymore. And Dustin goes, you were never Christian enough for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, like, but that was like a big deal. Like, yeah. but everyone was like, no, this is just about your journey and like processing through that and not like, I don't know. I guess I guess the biggest revelation is that this podcast was about my journey and not as much about like this is how to deconstruct while still clinging to Jesus, which I feel like is how we started it. It's how yeah, I started it. Very much so. Like I know when we had met initially, and we've said this before, but like you had two podcast options before you. Mm-hmm. One was I'm gonna lead you through deconstruction through the reformed route. Yeah. And ours was I think not explicitly stated but implicitly that like we were going to do this in the healthy way right we yeah. were going to walk you through it and and I still think we are like yeah. I think we're going like I have not abandoned hope of your like faith in Jesus but I've said this before like if you're like I'm an atheist whatever like our friendship still exists right, right? absolutely but I think Jesus matters and so like I have not been like I see you much closer to Jesus than you see yourself probably and okay. I think Justin you might agree to that too like but for you, like, I think you're in a different place. But all that to say, like, for me, the podcast, it started very much like we're going to walk her through this. And I have friends. I was just at a conference and I was talking to people about my podcast. And someone's like, oh, yeah, your podcast where you leave that woman to be an atheist. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that one. So it was it, all Danny. It was all Danny. So it isn't like, <laughs> but I do think we're in uncharted territory in some ways in the Christian space. Absolutely. Because. There's podcasts of people like that are atheist and Christian debating. There's podcasts uh-huh. of Jewish people and Muslim people debating. But there's very few podcasts, and we've said this before, where it's a pastor and a, a congregant and a friend and a comedian <laughs> that are having like authentic, real conversations about life and faith. Yeah. And the end goal is not 
right belief necessarily. And one thing like I'm trying to always do better is like be like, hey, I believe these things and like I'm going to hold my convictions while still creating space for you. Yeah. But I think I've really valued the fact that like this isn't let's get to the end goal, but let's just like walk the path every day together. Mm, that's that's interesting because sometimes sometimes it kind of feels like that, like that we're just trying to like get you wait till Emily going. gets back. On oh, interesting. Track. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I feel that necessarily. It's probably just me putting that on myself. It's probably but, like, I mean. definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sometimes it feels like like the like I don't know, like part two of a book. Mm. Like this right now feels like part two. You're saying? Yeah, like the like the atheist part. That's interesting. So this is we've we've not gotten anything we've talked about talking about yet, but uh, or wanted we plan to talk yeah. about. Yeah. But what has made it feel like that? Like so, going into this part two and maybe feeling like we there. You didn't say this explicitly, but like there is this agenda to get you back somewhere. What has made you feel that way? Agenda is not the right word. Okay. I don't think. I don't think when I come in, you guys are like, you guys have like a huddle beforehand of like, how are we gonna get Emily back today? <laughs> Um, but I do, Oh, I got it. I know. I know the answer. It's not that I think that that's what you guys are trying to do, but I do think that that's what would make you guys the most happy. And as a classic people pleaser, I'm like, I think that's what I sit in. Mm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I I can see sometimes when I watch the gears in your brain turn, like doing this every week for a while, like you get Uh to know someone's mannerisms for you. Yeah, really. And I can watch you contemplate, am I going to say what's going to? be yeah. the most palatable or the most like received or what I really believe. And you said that before, like, yeah, I'm going to say what I really think here. It's like, <laughs> thank you. Say what you really think. But I can tell that you, you wrestle with that tension, which is a, probably a good tension to wrestle with. Yeah. Um, and I think most times, at least on the back half of our catalog thus far, you've erred on the side of honesty over people. pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's been cool to see that, like, when those clips go on TikTok or something, people really yeah. connect to those. Like, I'm like, when I'm more vulnerable and honest and, like, blunt kind of, people are like, yeah, thanks for saying it. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, okay. Yeah. Other people want to say it maybe and don't. Yeah, I, I think don't know. Like, that's one thing that even in starting the well, that's kind of a different kind of church, this podcast, I think you're doing that too. Like, you're saying things that people wouldn't say in normal Christian spaces. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to do that too, but I still like have to, like I not have to, but I feel like I, I was always the cool edgy guy and I feel yeah. like I'm the straight man on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but I feel like you're, uh, you've done a good job mm. saying what's on a lot of people's minds and you, yeah. you're articulate. So that helps out. But like, you also don't say it in like a way that doesn't resonate. So I think I, our audience, especially on TikTok, has resonated with that. I think, yeah, this idea that like I was thinking this forever, I've felt really alone in it, and maybe I'm not crazy. And even sometimes, like, not I'm not trying to cheat my own horn, but sometimes I'll see a clip and I'll be like, "Oh my god, that's exactly <laughs> how it feels," and it's me talking. Like, oh, I said that, but I'm just like, "Girl, you freaking said it." That's it funny. is interesting though because I got coffee with this girl the other day who we like kind of knew of each other for a long time in church, but then. We both kind of deconstructed and she <laughs> – I we got coffee and I was like, you told her enough to answer this because I know it can be so exhausting mm-hmm. to talk about your deconstruction. But like what was that like? And she was like, well <laughs> – she was well, I kind of like, you know, keep those cards like close to my chest. So it's not that exhausting for me because mm-hmm. – and I was like, can't relate to that. Yeah, kind of do a podcast I was like, I kind of put it all out there. <laughs> <She> was, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
So in our pre-show roundup, we were chatting a little bit, and we were talking about sadness a little bit, right? Yeah. And I think that's what we want to drill down in a little bit. And you can add a little more clarity, but you were saying something to the effect of like the the sadness or emptiness or whatever that you feel having left fundamentalism because that was the framework that you were raised up in. Yeah. And then it kind of trained you to feel that way because you'd lost your, for lack of a better term, like rubric for right and wrong, justice, uh-huh. like all those things. So um, you'll do a better job explaining it to me, but I think that's kind of the direction we were thinking about going yeah. today. And so why don't you share where it was on your mind just in terms of that, and then we'll go from there. I'm just going to share like what was on my heart today that I just felt like the mm. spirit was telling me to Let it go. Talk about. Let it rip. <laughs> um, no, but so we, we've talked about this a little bit when we talked about like our grief episode in the sense that mm-hmm. deconstruction does come with some like serious sadness. Yeah. And part of that is this big loss, like this – there's a lot of losing for sure that I think is that grief part. But there's another part that – sometimes things just feel sadder and darker and that part is the part that always get like makes me feel some type of way because it's like because it's like that's what they told me like they told me when if you leave god like everything will just be dark and sad and so then you're yeah. they're like they were right and but the thing is is i saw i saw this post the other day uh and it said like I'm going to kind of butcher it, but it was like fundamentalism is a way to soothe a dysregulated nervous system mm-hmm. to put that into like regular words, I guess, like <laughs> um, reli- like religion or like a very um, conservative traditional religion. Yeah. What's another way to say fundamentalism? How I said it? I think okay. I don't. I can. I can't even ballpark another way to say it. <laughs> um, but like traditional church. Yeah, sure. Kind of. Yeah. Um, it's a way to soothe the murky parts of life. Sure. Because, like, oh, we're gonna go a direction I wasn't expecting. But um, did have you seen the documentary on Netflix, Stuts? No. It's a Jonah Hill's therapist. Oh I, yeah, it gets recommended. Is it good? phenomenal okay i think it's i think it's very good i think it's like self-aware and interesting i don't know i was about it uh but one thing that the therapist says is he says there are three um unavoidable realities of life that you just have to accept or else like you're just going to be stuck and they are pain uncertainty and constant work okay and i put that on my fridge (laughs) because it's like and the big one for me that hit me with that was uncertainty mm-hmm. because that is a reality of life that I have never had to like just sit with and accept until leaving my faith. Like, yeah. And so I think just the thing is, is sometimes I get frustrated because I feel like the only way that I was ever taught to handle sadness, uncomfortable emotions, uncertainty, pain was like, I don't know, like you just pray and you think like, well, in heaven it'll be better. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of dis- detach from it. And I am I am terrible at sitting in the really dark parts, but I think that that's real life. Yeah. So that I just threw it all out on the table. Pick a piece you want to go with. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to that. And I think it's all interesting. And I think one of the things I said to someone at this conference I was just at was that you're the most 
Calvinistic atheist I've yeah. ever met. Uh, like you're you're a, a Calvinistic deconstructionist, right? And yeah. so, and I think about the tool, right? So it's like, and I think you said it, like the 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 tool to do that, or you said like this is my framework, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think about it like a tool. And I was thinking about in our house the other day, like I was putting together some stuff from Ikea, which I hate, like I'm terrible at it. And I'd grab the wrong screwdriver, right? Yeah. Uh, like a flathead versus Phillips or whatever. And I'm like, just trying it and it just won't work. And I'm just like ramming it in here. And sometimes I feel like that's where you're at a little bit. Like you're so tied to the tools you had mm. that like it hasn't given you an ability to like fully embrace the project you're working on, if that makes sense. Like yeah. you're like, well, I'm st- I still have to use the Phillips head screwdriver, even though it's uh, it needs a flathead. And when I look at like you, sometimes I think it's interesting mm. because you're very dualistic. I think yeah. it's, it's like it's right and wrong, 100%. it's good and bad, in and out, evil and and heavenly, whatever. And I think that's it's been interesting to witness your evolution of interaction with faith because. And I've asked you this before off camera. I don't know if on camera, but like, like what, what is it that's keeping you from diving deeply into Christianity again? Yeah. And from my perspective, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, right or wrong, I think it's you're not ready to abandon the tools that you once had. And so I, it, from my perspective, sometimes it feels like you're not able to see the full picture because you're still using the tools you had. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but I don't. Mm. I guess it's kind I would... of an incomplete analogy, so I was trying to like work it a little bit, but <laughs> no, I know, I know what you're saying. Like you're saying, like you took the way Christianity was handed to you and said, like, well, if I can't use this, then I'm just gonna throw out. Like if I can't use the flathead screwdriver, I'm never using any type of screwdriver again. Kind of, but I still think you're using the flathead, but you're pretending like it's a different. That's what I feel like. <laughs> um, interesting. I but I don't think it's like it's not like a. St- maybe it is and I'm not being self-aware I don't find it as much of like a stubbornness of like flathead or die it's like that's the way that's the easiest thing your hand picks up it's natural that's where you that's what you were trained to use yeah I don't hear it as stubbornness at all yeah so I'm not I'm not shaming you in that I think it's just interesting like yeah that it's I think it's a testament to this a different sort of thing we haven't really touched on it's like how hard it is to abandon all the things we were taught growing up, right? Like, yeah. you think about, like, a kid that was taught to be right. I think Ben Simmons is a basketball player, and he's he's disintegrated as an NBA player. He's, like, supposed to be one of the best players. Uh, but I read an article that was, like, so he's left-handed, and that he was supposed to be right-handed, and someone, like, forced him to be left-handed, and that's mm-hmm. why he's so bad. And because he's a terrible shot. Yeah. And I want, like, but he's like, this is what I did for 28 years, yeah. right? And so I think it's way harder to abandon the tools we had mm. and the the way we knew the world. And so it's not a shame thing. I, just, I, I brought it up to say I think it's an interesting thing to process and how difficult it is to get out of that. And that's kind of what I heard in the, the overarching thing that you said initially was I hear a continual pullback to like this is the – these are the tools I have and this is how I process. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the only – like that – I think it's okay to be bummed about that. I'm not saying you're saying it's not okay, but it's yeah. like that is the tools you're given. And all of a sudden, and they're and they're like the flathead screwdriver is the only thing you ever need. It's the best screwdriver for you. And then you're just like, 
okay, well, you never taught me how to use any other of these tools. And so mm. now I'm left with just my flathead screwdriver, me versus the world. Yeah. Like that, me versus this Ikea cabinet. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you got from Ikea. Like that's just like frustrating that you didn't have guidance yeah. through all of those tools when you were younger. Mm. So now it's harder. Like it's so like it's so much easier to learn languages when you're little. Yeah. So I love this podcast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, would you? <laughs> Why did you say that? I just like I enjoy this. Like okay. I, I just think like I thought not, you were being sarcastic. No, like very much. Like sometimes in the middle of things, I like pause and like this is like fun that we get to have these. Like yeah. I don't have these conversations all the time with people. So say someone presented you with all of the tools, like, what would you do with that? Well, I would feel overwhelmed and feel bad at it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not that that's a reason not to, but that is like, uh, that is so interesting. Mm. I feel. And I'm not saying have I have a toolbox or whatever, but yeah. I'm just saying like, I think there are two sides of it right it's like there's the i i only have these tools and so and this is what i've been given but if someone presents you with a new set of framework tool like what's preventing from opening the box what is the (laughs) quick question what are the other tools well for you it's like dualistic like you're shitty god hates you like your only way like your tool to faith was if I can have enough self-loathing awareness 100%. to how bad I am, then I can at least be pleasing to a God that hates me more than that. But at least I'm like, because and this is that's a, the screwdriver. This is a bad characterization of fun, like your upbringing. But I feel like what was the most pleasing to God, other than full submission, is understanding of how poor of a person. Uh, oh you my are. God, absolutely! Like an absolutely. awareness to where you are. So that's a set of tools. That's your flathead, right? The other box is. Not that, right? There's a God that deeply loves you. There's a God that cares about you. The God that wants to be in a relationship with you and, like, is striving after you. A God that is like, hey, you may mess up, but you're, you've said this. You may have cancer, but cancer is not your identity, right? Yeah. Like, you may have these things in you. And so, though they're not tools to fix something, uh, maybe a better or more complete analogy is, like, glasses or lenses to view the world through. Like, it's a different, like, I'm wondering what it would take you to put on a different pair of glasses to view the world if we're shifting analogies. Can I be super honest right now? Sure. I feel, to me, I feel like the guy who said your podcast with where you're leading someone to atheism kind of got to you. Oh, no. I don't think no? so. No? No. Because I feel like that's not what I was talking about at all. <laughs> I think it was what you're talking about. Okay. Like, I feel like it, I feel like when I think of other tools, I think of other ways to self-regulate. But to what end? Like, what do you to self- survive? To what end? To freaking <laughs> do life. I don't know. Yeah, I, so I'm not. Okay. I, I'm not judging your. I'm just saying. No, like, yeah. I. You have to. From my perspective, I view everything through a, a Jesus lens, right? Right. And so I have a hard time divorcing anything from that, right? So when I'm like, hey, I hear you say what you said earlier about like the sadness that comes i'm like yeah. well that's like i view the sadness coming from a place of like the the tools or the lenses or whatever analogy you want to use that i'm yeah. engaging with life and faith 
have caused me to only still view the world this way because you were sad when you were in it. Yeah. And so yeah. now you're sad when you're out of it, right? So it's like the perspective on life never shifted. You're just sad because now you're out of the collective, but you were always sad when you were in the collective, right? And so I'm just asking like what would be a different – what is prov- – like so there's people that like walk into faith and like, oh, like, hey, yeah. God loves me. Fully embrace it, uh-huh. right? Like what – this is an honest question for me. I actually don't fully understand where you're at or why you would be where you're at yeah. spiritually. Because you know more than I do, you seem to deeply care about God on a deep level, but I haven't been able to connect the dots of why you would throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Yeah. I... This might have nothing to do with it, but this is what came to my mind. Yeah. I feel so new at everything I'm doing in my life right now. Okay. Like, like I have a new job and like, and I like lost my old tools. Like, it's like, like there's a lot going on in my life that is very new. I just graduated college. Like I'm adulthood like you know what i'm saying like living on my own is new for me like all these things and so the idea like when you said like Mm -hmm. learn all those other tools i just immediately just felt overwhelmed and exhausted and not good enough which i get i know you you're like well that's your calvinistic thing but it's just like i'm just i guess i think i would rather right now just vibe with my screwdriver and just (laughs) not build anything because that's just then i don't have to feel bad at something right now maybe that maybe that had nothing to do with anything but that's what's been on my mind no i think that i think it all has something to do with everything we're talking okay i think it will we'll have to go back and listen to this i feel like it's more interconnected than you maybe hear it i i feel like i'm completely unhinged every time i'm talking on this podcast that's funny i (laughs) So I was thinking about this. So the the thing about the the person said something did not trigger me. But one thing that I have thought about in the last couple of weeks is like the line between, um, like, what makes me different than the other person you're going to do this podcast with, right? Yeah. And like what, and obviously we have trust. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, we've built a friendship, but you had friendship with like that person as well. You know, like you've yeah. had a connection. You had trust up to a point, mm-hmm. right? So. So those aren't things that like are crazy that I have earned. But right. I was thinking about like what makes a good friend, mentor, pastor, right? Like in some of it is like creating safe space. Some of it is like listening. Some of it's challenging. Some of it is wrestling together, right? And so like that's more of the impetus of where I'm at. It's like I want to like – I want to equal parts create a safe space for you. Yeah. But also, and like sometimes, like challenge you to like think about things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Here, and not to say, like, I think you know this enough about me. Like, I try to take curiosity at a high level and try not to be like, this is the right thing to believe all the time. Like, right. I don't have perfect right belief. But I do like to like come on the other side and be like, hey, like, have you thought about this before? Yeah. So, would you say like that's like what is the. So we started off, you asked me, like, what did I love about, or, like, what surprised me? Yeah. And it was that, like, 
the goal was not to show that you have to like deconstruct and follow Jesus. But then like what did the goal become? For like why are you still doing this podcast? I think that's a good question. Goal I might talk my way into that. But the reason I'm still doing it is I think that this is the most authentic and potentially like helpful for us and for other people framework for having spiritual conversations. And so like, I don't know, I think about where you and I would be and others that tune, if we never did this, like where would you be spiritually? And maybe you're in the exact same place. I know I would be in a different place. Like I've thought, contemplated a lot of things that I had not contemplated before. Hmm. So like for me personally, I'm like, I think the reason I continue this is like, it's not to be like, hey, Emily, like we're going to, I mean, I know we have the baptismal hidden behind for whenever we're going to rebaptize you. <laughs> um, but like, it's not to like save you, right? But right. I think we're modeling real life spiritual conversations that aren't happening in this kind of mechanism. My goal, GS goals, that we said, yeah. I don't know that I have a goal. Okay. Um, but on a deep level, like from my personal, like I, and I've said this before, Dustin, like I love Jesus. Right. I think Jesus transformed my life. So, like, nothing would make me happier than you to feel the way about Jesus as I do. Yeah. But, like, I can't make you do that. Right. So, as much as that's a desire of my heart, that's not the that's reason cool. I do this every well, day. Well, desires and goals are different. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. I feel like that kind of full circled it. I think we did. I don't I, know. It's kind of interesting. There's a point in the middle of this. I was like, we've, we're 30 sec, 36 episodes in. And for the first time in a long time, I was like, I felt like a level of tension that we haven't felt before. And I was like, <laughs> I think we might fight in episode 50. Maybe. We might. It was a what weird was the feeling. Tension? There was, I, I, I perceived you felt for the first time in the history of this podcast attacked and bait and switched by me oh yeah a little bit i did yeah. i don't know why and maybe i'm just feeling sensitive today okay yeah interesting it's maybe nice. look out for episode 50 everybody yeah <laughs> shoot there might even episode 38 <laughs> um well i i do appreciate you like because yeah. one thing that i have valued is that more than i think you think like you've had a higher level of di- you had a higher level of discomfort early on, but also you were way more easy to say yes to me about things. So maybe you didn't, you didn't maybe have as high a level. You were just like, oh, I'll hear that, and then I'll respond in a kind way. <laughs> but I do appreciate, for the first time, I feel like, one of the first I won't say first time, but like I felt like we hit a nerve that was interesting to explore. Yeah. And I don't know that I was right or you were right, but I was interested to hit a nerve that I don't think we'd hit before. I will say, I feel like we're processing this podcast as if we just got into like a massive screaming match. And that isn't what happened. Well, everyone just listened to it. So they would know that. <laughs> no, I know. But I feel like you're like, we are okay. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't I know that we press in. <laughs> That's for behind the zone. Uh, we'll see you next week on behind the zone. No. <laughs> um, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we kind of. Didn't really talk about what we said out to talk about, but kind of had a full circle vibe. I think we did. I think it gives us a good plane to land, or we've landed the plane. What? What do I want people to know? 
I'm kidding. Or what do you want people to not know? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> on my on the first day of school, I gave all the the students a sheet, and one of the questions was like, it was like get to know you, and one of them was like, what's something that Miss L like didn't ask that you uh-huh. want her to know? And a kid just wrote, you'll know what I want you to know when I want <laughs> you to know it. <laughs> I just think that that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a side note. I Should don't know. I our new tagline sign off. <laughs> you'll know. That is so long. <laughs> You'll know. What I, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think just like, I'm not sure that I have a lot. I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. That kind of, I landed the plane poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want people to know? I would go back to what I said earlier. I think when you asked what, why I'm doing this. Yeah. I think if more people have real conversations in any forum of life, I think we're going to be better people. Um, and I think asking difficult questions is part of that. And so yeah. I am appreciative that you do that with me on a weekly basis. And I hope <laughs> the people that watch and listen, uh, however they consume TikTok, YouTube, or Spotify, I hope that people through the course of this have had maybe a difficult conversation with someone they had never had before. Yeah, that would um, be great. And not for the sake of being right but for the sake of just, like, naming things that are on their heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, like, on the other end, like, I just hope that I've said things that people are like, oh, I didn't have the guts to say that, or like, oh, yeah. I didn't hear anyone say something like that. Just that, I don't know. I feel like we say this a lot, but just that people know that their experience, they're not alone in their experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's right. Like, if we're hopefully willing something in the world, it's like you're not alone, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, well... Thanks for fighting with me. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Everybody, thanks for listening and embrace the journey.